Welcome back, haters. The boys are back with another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the shows you love and hate to see. I'm KP, and as always, I'm here with my guys, man. My guy. Full pod, man. Full pod. Everybody back. I got the magic man, Mikey Dines, with me. Mikey Dines, Mikey Belly, whatever epithet you want, I'm here for you. Yeah. I got the chief hater, D. Wild, a.k.a. Dr. Hate. Yes, sir. Dr. Hate, Dr. Fate, whatever you want to call me, man. <laughs> I got my man, Thomas Washington, a.k.a. Scotty Tarantino in the building. Bless. How's it going, folks? And we got a, a very, very, very special episode because we about to talk about a very, very, very special episode. Connor's wedding, man. Connor's wedding. Let's go, big hey, Succession sessions is back. Hey, this show Loki has had a lot of weddings, bro. This shit, this shit had more weddings than Thrones. Goddamn, they turn it up. Every, <laughs> like, like, every single wedding episode has been a ball out the ballpark. Awesome Thrones level shit too. Like you know, don't play with them. But before before we dig into it, spoiler warning: if you're not watching this live show live, first of all, what are you doing? Like. Hey, man, you know, I hate the I hate the people that be trying to let the episodes stack up and then watch them all at one time. Like, that shit is... Certain shows, like, I can understand it, but, like, this is not one of them shows. This show, you got... You got a... Like, if you got an official companion pod with the show, man, like, you need to be tapped in week to week, man. I feel what you're saying. I, I mean... I feel what you're saying, but I can see how people want to, you know, stack it up and just go for an all-night binger or something, but you got to be watching live. Do that shit with Snowfall, not fucking Succession, <laughs> Like, come on now. <laughs> like, there's a nigga that's telling me, he's like, hey, man, I'm going to wait for the season. I'm watching Snowfall. I was like, nigga, what? I was like, what? he was like, I'm saving the best for last. I was like, nigga, drop Snowfall and tap in right the fuck now. Yeah, I ain't fucking with that shit, man. Hey, I'll do respect to Snowfall, but yeah, you can let that shit stack up. But this nigga, this shit right here, I'm sure. right here, you need to watch this shit live because you know why? Because because motherfuckers die in real time on this show. All right, yes, that's sir. what the fuck happens, man. So before we get into which is what is probably like the biggest reveal of TV, you know, since maybe you know um, a Game of Thrones era type of deal before we get into that relax with that i mean is it not bro embrace it embrace the truth bro it's just a fact at this point bro it's secession is up there period it is up, I, I got you it is up there it's up there like i was telling niggas it's in the top three for sure i got you know thrown succession to wire you know we still panning down the the order of which I got those in, but those are, that's the top three. Just don't, you know, no order yet. There we go, man. That's see, that's what I like. Niggas coming around, Tom. You see, hey, we doing the damn time. But, damn time. Y'all was just crowning it before the season. I was like, damn, nigga, can we watch first? Can we watch first? Can, can we, can we wait till the show complete? The other two shows no. I got in there aren't complete. This one ain't complete yet. Damn. All right, <laughs> but let's talk about th- this first fifteen minutes because you know it starts off just like you know regular regular old secession episode. You know we got uh, Logan calling Roman. Ro- uh, he's calling Logan. I mean, calling Roman, telling him to fire Jerry. You know, so already already 
some bullshit is afoot. You know, I'm like, damn, Jerry about to get fired? They get like, okay, I'm already on 10. And so then we get a couple more phone calls. Tom calls Greg, talk, tells him about his Greg list that he's got running around. We get a light update on the Pierce uh, and Gojo situation. Ken is like, you know, the deal is going to go through, um, even though the shareholder meeting or yeah, shareholder meeting got pushed back. Deal is going to go through. We're about to get our bread. Woo, 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 woo. And we see Shiv ignore some phone calls. Then Tom finally gets through to Roman and all hell breaks loose. So I want to ask. Oh, shit. I did miss that shit. I guess she was. Tom tried to call her ass first. And she's over there like, why didn't y'all get me? I didn't catch. That's a good little catch, man. It sucks. Ah, shit sucks. All right. So let's, (laughs) let's just let's just go ahead and dive into it. man. How did the reveal that Logan was dying hit you? Did you see it coming? Did you see it coming this early? Did you no, sense that was, that, was, that, was, that was a shock. That was uh, and on Easter of all days too. It was just it was just strange. Just like we get into it and it's it's he gets an off camera off camera death and right. and uh, it, it was just weird. I don't know like that whole. I think the reason that's the reason they shot it because I feel like we were reacting just as the kids were reacting in real time. It was just like. All right, we're in it. Like he's dead. Then Tom right. is just sugarcoating this shit, and it's like he would be like the worst person to get bad news from. I feel like, like if he was a doctor or some shit, he's like, you got cancer, or like, like so you got terminal cancer, but we can definitely fight it, but you probably won't live. It's like, man, just tell me what's happening, bro. He <laughs> was happening, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was a hundred percent a shock to me, man. Yeah. That was annoying as fuck, too. And Frank, I, I appreciated Frank. He's like, look, man, Kendall, I'm not gonna bullshit you, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's. He's probably dead. Like he's, he's like, you know, like you know, Frank is a Frank is do, be doing some crazy stuff, and they be giving Frank some shitty jobs. But like, he shot straight and was like real with them. And like for me, the whole time I was really on my like, shit was Easter. I was in there in disbelief. I'm like, I'm waiting for this nigga to rise from the dead. I was like, they over here showing them do CPR. I was like, well, why would they show him do CPR and all that shit? Like I was just thinking. I, this nigga gonna come back. It's Easter, right? Nigga gonna rise up. He done had he done had multiple like pre death scares already on the show. I was just like, nah. I was watching the whole episode thinking that nigga was gonna pop back up, and then he did it. And I was like, they brought this nigga out on a tarp. Oh shit! I was like, oh shit! Like I really spent so much of the episode in utter disbelief. I honestly thought. You were you were in denial. That's a in denial. Yeah, in denial, I guess. But I mean, it was Easter, so I thought maybe they was gonna play into that, you know, for a second. Like I said, oh, the nigga gonna rise up, you know. They they try they they treat him like he's some godlike symbol in the show. So I thought the parallel. I was like, also dropping like his death on Easter. I was like, that's pretty hard, you know, like his death. You know, so I was like, okay. I'm not gonna. Lie. I didn't think he was coming back. I, I I was like I was just thinking like oh he's dead oh this dude's dead dead like why would you open it up like this he's already had one death scare and then you, he's getting like resuscitated on the plane I'm thinking all right yeah it's over like and these kids are just going to be in denial the whole episode so I'm same uh, I think same boat as you Mike I was definitely watching it after the reveal came that Logan was dying I'm watching it like oh he has to die like in my mind I mean. Part of this is because I saw the spoiler online where uh, Sarah Snoop mentioned the 27-minute uh, scene where it was like just straight shot, no stops. Um, 
So I think like once that reveal came, I was like, oh, so he has to die. But you're also watching the show because you can never, you can't get too comfortable on the show. They never get too comfortable. It's crazy because they don't kill people off. This isn't like Game of Thrones where you have to prepare yourself for a death or anything like that in the show. But at the same time, I was like, it doesn't make sense for them to bring Logan back, but I could 100% see them another, you know what I'm saying, another hospital scene or something like that. I'm very glad that it didn't play out like that. It made for for better TV. Um, but initially, I was the same boat as you, Mike. I was like, they have to kill him. <laughs> they, they have to, this has to be, it's Connor's wedding, so like, like I said, they've been two for two, maybe three for three on weddings up to this point. So, I it's mean. It's also just like a good fuck you to Connor, too. One last fuck you from Logan. Because like exactly. his first reaction was like, yeah, you never really liked me. It's like, of course, yeah, the bear like goes out and just steals Connor Sean one last time. Like, it's just, uh, you can't write. We, you can't He's write. like, damn, he couldn't even give me my fucking wedding day? Like, the nigga was already going to fucking blow me off. Nigga couldn't at least just let me have the, the you know, the sentiment. Yeah. yeah, one like one thing Succession is like really good at that is really like fucking hard to do, especially like in modern days, is that they can create like a spectacle just like out of like real life shit. Like there's no CGI, like there's no dragons, you know. There's no fucking. It's not Westworld, you know. Like they create a spectacle out of just people finding out their dad died. And they just have a big ass wedding, a fucking bunch of extras. They've done this a couple times with like different wedding episodes, like big episodes where there's a bunch of shit going on. But there's always just some fucking tragic, dramatic ass shit. And it's the kids finding out what to deal with that, like how to deal with it, where there's a bunch of shit going on. And this was different though, because like it felt like a real time event. Like I'm watching the show and like my jaw is like dropped. I'm like, Yo, like, Logan Roy is dying? Like, is niggas tweeting about this? Like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's like, this shit felt like a real fucking death. And then, like Mike said earlier, like, him dying off screen just kind of adds to, like, the mystique of it. Because, like, like, oh, we don't know. Like, what are they doing on the plane? Like, is he going to come back? Like, is he just going to, like, rise up and say fuck off? And, like, is this a joke? Like, what's going on? So, man, I just thought, like, the whole... That whole scene was just like so masterfully done. Like I've never seen anything like that on TV for that long. The more I think I, it, the more I think about the fact that they did Logan's death off screen, it kind of it it makes it seem like it's fitting to him. Like no, we don't we don't get that closure. We don't get that because he's a fucking shitty guy. He's yeah. a terrible person. And this episode was just, in my opinion, out of all of the succession episodes we've seen this has to be the realist because again we we said in multiple podcasts that fuck these people they're terrible people i don't like i really don't like any of them i I like i enjoy them as a character but they're all like shitty people so i don't like them and they're super rich billionaires and this was like the only episode i feel like unanimously everyone could be like damn i feel bad for these kids right now like i can understand the emotion and the reaction how they're filming him and saying what they're saying i can i understand how they're saying it why they're saying it right now so it's like collectively yeah we're all shocked and then we boom we're into all right i'm feeling what the kids are instantly feeling that's just real yeah i think like what what it did what by making it like i i was like damn maybe i would have liked to see it just to know but one thing that you get by making it off screen is like you're in the shoes of the of you know the characters that don't know like 
any person can relate to like just hearing about like a family member, a loved one, anyone just dying, like, you know, through the phone. You know, if you're not there, you're not going to know what's happened. You're piecing together information. You're trying to process all of that and and deal with all the emotions. And that's what we're seeing. And we're experiencing that with the characters because we didn't see it either. So, like, that's that's another advantage that you get of not seeing it. You know, at first I was like, damn, it would have been, like, cool to see it, like, for such a great character to just die off screen and kind of be thrown away, you know. But, I mean, that's how death happens right it's just it can be sudden it can be unexpected and then you're you're just left there picking up the pieces and trying to understand you know what happened when one second the guy is there and you know roman's leaving a a shitty message on his phone because he made him do a a shitty thing to someone that he cared about and he's like and you're not even going to come to your own son's wedding like you're just proving to me that you're a shitty person but like the kids still have you know whatever kind of love or affection to them, even though it's extremely difficult for them to express that in any kind of form. It's like, you're, you're really in their shoes and kind of grappling with, with the concept of what they're going through because you don't know what happened either. Facts. Early facts. So yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and jump into like how the kids reacted because you know, they're passing this phone around and I do want to give a quick shout out to Wom's Gams, man. You know, they were talk- Mike was saying that, you know, he'll be the worst person to talk to. But Tom was literally, Tom was a soldier, man. He's literally next to this this dead guy holding the phone there so these kids could talk to him while he's getting like chest compression. Like, that's like, that's kind of harrowing stuff, man. Like, yeah. literally, like, over this dead guy. Like, yeah. If, I mean, if you want somebody to console you, I think Tom is a perfect guy to, because that's what he was. He was, he was super sympathetic in that moment, you know, with like helping console them and trying to be gentle, even when they're like kind of flipping out, like yelling at him, you know, he's not taking it personal or anything like that he's he's letting them process the information in whatever way that they want like granted he like was being really obscure about how he was delivering the the news which kind of added to their frustration right and their their misunderstanding but he was being super sympathetic and supportive and you know he was literally holding the phone to his ear you know so they could you know deliver quote-unquote last words to him and in hopes that it would either right. wake him up or they'd hear something. No, and damn well that nigga can't hear shit. Like, you know, like, come on. So, well, that's... Offering them closure, you know? Go ahead, go ahead, T. Well, I guess that's the part I kind of want to touch on. Like, well, I started at the top. The kids' reaction summed up the whole thing. Um, I mean, I don't know how many... I, I chopped this episode several times. And I feel like uh, I want to say Roman was first when he Roman said, you'll fight like you can beat this. You're a monster. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, wait, no, actually, like he had to change it because like that's genuinely like truly how he felt. Just like you said, Dante, like we didn't see the death. They didn't see the death. So as he's getting this information, he's just saying like uh, just a casual comment, like how he would say it to his well, like, oh, you're a monster. Don't worry about it. But like. That's truly how we felt because he was like, you fucking suck. And like, this is the only time I'm going to be able to get, you know what I'm saying? Be able to get this shit off my chest. Then Kendall went and he was like, uh, I, I love you, dad, but I can't forgive you. I'll never, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, they're really getting this up. Then Shiv said basically the same thing. When she got her mm-hmm. turn, she was like, oh, daddy, whatever, whatever. Like, I'm like, I, I miss you. Um, 
you're going to beat this. Like, it's not going to make up for anything you've done. But, and then, you know what I'm saying? So they each had to get something off their chest. But I think that also leads to, um, is, uh, uh, mournful, I guess, as they were, they still, that was them still showing you that like, Hey, we, this guy wasn't, you know what I'm saying? This isn't like a, a sugar a cookie cutter, sugar coated moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's just so many things that, that they're processing. You can hear it in their words, which is why I also think after watching the second time, I don't think Tom was as uh, sympathetic as y'all are trying no, to make. I would say I, trying to make. It. I think he was very empathetic. He understands like what it would be like to be in their shoes, but he's 100% gaming this, just like Jerry's sitting there trying to game it right, right then in the moment. Frank is probably the only one who, just because I think uh, him and Kendall are, are pretty close, um, like, I, I mean, out of the executive crew, him and Kendall are pretty close. So he kind of, his seemed more genuine. Carl didn't give a damn. Jerry's sure they get about the next steps. Tom's right there with him. Tom's sitting there thinking, like, How, what do I do now? Because, I mean. Yeah, Tom's he, thinking of self-preservation. He's right? sitting there cracking jokes on the phone with Greg immediately. And then Greg's like. Why are you? This isn't really funny. He's like, I know this isn't funny, but he's like, I'm, yeah, he's, he's he's just, that's, but that's, that's what over, I'm saying. That's what I'm over. saying. He's, he's processing just like everybody else. But I guess the point I'm getting at is, I don't think like, oh, Tom was so sympathetic. Oh, he didn't. I don't think he was stumbling over his words because he was broken up. He was stumbling over his words because he didn't want to say the right thing. He didn't want to say the wrong thing. And he was, like I said, gaming in his head. So he was just like, oh, uh, well, we don't know because he's gaming the whole thing. And I think that's what we're going to see in the next few episodes. I think this whole thing is about to, it's going to get very interesting, but I think it's going to be uh, just like Logan said, a fight for a, a knife in the mud. Like somebody has to run point from here on out. Who's it going to be? And Tom is looking pretty, pretty good if he can finesse the situation. You know what I find kind of interesting about this episode in particular? I mean, obviously Logan died, but is I, I can't remember who said it earlier, but it's like he considered himself this, this, force of nature and probably never mm-hmm. ever saw himself ever dying like because how because you can tell about how ill-prepared his kids were to like for his death they're yeah. fucking spinning they have no idea what they're doing and one thing I, th- I found interesting is like the kids yeah we were watching them mourn but the people in the plane like you were saying tom you can see in their head and we get to see like really like i like maybe like five minutes after he died they're um they're saying we got to draft a statement we got to make sure this that and a third they're all gaming tom realizes oh he's vulnerable carrie realizes she's vulnerable and it's like yeah this man died but the wheel keeps turning you know what i mean hey man corporate america is hell bro that shit we're just cogs and machines even at the top of the top right somebody got to fill that spot there's the thing like all the everybody in this episode's value is literally nothing without logan roy Nothing. The kids ain't shit without Logan. Literally not shit. Fucking Jerry got fired. Jerry might be the only <laughs> that's fucking worth it damn now. Tom lost his only fucking um his only supporter. Now he's cooked. Fucking Frank. Frank and Carl, they alright. Carolina might be alright, but I mean shit, if they sell to fucking Gojo, they all get in the axe anyway. Right. So literally every single person without Logan is is nothing. So they're all thinking like, oh shit, man, we got to do this. We got to get in front of this. They're like, oh, we should release the statement so everybody knows that we were with him when he died. So we seem like we're a star. And then the kids are like, no, we got to write the statement so we can put our hats in the ring so we can be star. 
And so, like, it's it's legit, just like a mad dash, you know. Like for like yeah. Carol, we could try to frame them as a strange, and Kendall said, "No, no, we're not a strange. They were strange. <laughs> I was like, they definitely were strange." She was trying to say the truth, and Kendall was like, "No, no, no, no. let's ro- let's roll that back." Yeah. The same way, like I mean, even before Shiv gives the statement, right after they're they're kind of processing it, right? Frank is like, "Here, did they get our revisions? Like that we should be mentioned by name. Like everybody's vying for position. Everybody is now moved from." You know, we get a long scene of them trying to process it, and then they swiftly move towards self-preservation, right? Ooh, and some was- faster than faster than others, right? Like Roman is still through that whole time is not ready to talk about anything self-preservation wise. Like he he sits there and he's like he needs the room with Jared, and he was like I'm actually really fucking sad, like you know and. And she's like, still kind of like, fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm kind of pissed at you because you fired me, you know, and or whatever. But, you know, it's it's, it's like he didn't want to do that either. He had, he had a horrible day all around, personally, professionally, like was vying for his dad's love, was grappling with the fact that his dad actually doesn't give a shit about his kids. He's making them, you know, not even showing up for his, his eldest son's wedding, who, by the way, doesn't even get a chance to say goodbye to him. And he's his firstborn child, right? You know, like we, we got, I'm just saying, we got some, we got some, we got a glimpse in the, we've, we've got a good glimpse into Connor's backstory a lot more this season that I don't think is touched on enough with like the fact that Connor's like, hey, one thing about growing up without love is like you learn to live without it. And then the, the cake episode, like, or the cake mention, like, right, that's a minor thing, but like, it's kind of like when Roman was like locked in a cage thing too. This nigga has PTSD from cake because they put his mom in a crazy house and gave him cake. <laughs> like that's wild. <laughs> I think that out of this episode, what I got from it the most is I fuck with Roman most out of any of the kids. That's wild. Yeah. The Nazi. I was like, yeah, he is a whole Nazi. Like I think, I think I might be team con. Like I'm talking about it. Like, you know, he's, he's not going to be, he's not going to be like a player in terms of like, who's vying for a spot in the con in, in the company and all that stuff. But in terms of like someone who gave their, I, I highly doubt it, but someone else could say, but in some, in terms of like someone who is genuine, like I genuinely feel sorry for as a person. Right. Cause like we said, all those other people are kind of shitty. And I was like, Connor is like a genuine person that had to grapple with the fact that his dad, didn't love him. He doesn't have love. He knows the woman that he's marrying doesn't have love. Literally, explicitly asks her for money. Like you, for him to be a rich old white man, it's like somehow I pity that guy. I feel like <laughs> I just feel like with Roman that like we have we have the 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 sense of knowing that he left them he left the voicemail to his dad talking about how shitty he was. He had to fire Jerry. You get to see how real and how he feels. Like damn, he doesn't want to do this. The way he tries to constantly like console all the sibling you you even see him like touch connor and like try to like hold on to him when like trying to freak arm. that was so weird like, <laughs> but he's the one really showing any emotion and trying to like i feel like out of all of them he's really the one who fucks with his family the most and is willing to like bring them all together it wants yeah. them to be all together. i think all the other ones are kind of like you know you know you, you annoy me i love you but i want to be in the same room i feel like roman really like li- likes his family and wants them all to be together yeah how much of that do you think, and I mean, this is, I don't know this for a fact, obviously, but how much of that do you think is the fact that he's the youngest, A, 
B, mm-hmm. the fact that he's kind of just started to get rolled into the business. And each time, whoever's the one that's next to Logan, you know what I mean by next to Logan. Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, hey, you can join my side, but I need you to do a couple things for me. Whenever you're in that seat with Logan, this is always the character that we're always like, oh, I feel so sorry for this. Because a couple last season was shit. Mm-hmm. Before that, we felt sit bad, bad, bad for Kendall. Oh, like he's he's shitting on Kendall after the after the death of the kid. You know what I'm saying? They always there's always somebody we're like, oh, we're, you feel so sympathetic towards the person. No, bro. Like it's the same thing where pops is literally just pl- toying with y'all. So I don't feel like he's anything that's occurred makes me feel like Romans more uh jesus certainly not emotionally mature i really hope that's not what we're trying to do that <laughs> no but no, no. i think he's that he's not. like he's the, the one who's the most like human and real out of out of uh out of shiv and and the kids i feel like just from this episode he just he just showed me a lot more like from what i was expecting from from him like he's always a goofball he's always this but then he's the one i feel like that was trying to console he was the one that just I just get the vibe he he's the one that fussed with his family the most. But I, he was also the one that was in denial. You know what I'm saying? Like Kendall, I'm not. I've made no no qualms about who my favorite character is on the show. It's easily Kendall. But I'm, like, this is not me. Like, oh, I think Kendall's the man. No, I just think that he tried to like jump in. He was like, all right, we need to make something happen because my dad's not gonna die on this plane. You know what I'm saying? He did. But you know what I'm saying? Like he was thinking about what to do. Shiv. Shiv was just kind of just stuck because she had no idea what to do. Romans was just a puddle of emotion. So mm-hmm. I do agree that he's the most uh, uh, emotional. He's the most emotional one for sure. Like he wants the that like family unit that matters the most to him. But the most human and like the most uh, like consoling in this situation, I don't think that was the case. I think that was 100% just the fact that he – had a lot, just like you said, he just had a lot going on right there because he's been right beside Logan, at least for the last couple episodes. Uh, he's been right next to Logan, and he just has a whole bunch of shit on his plate. And when you're the emotional one and there's a lot of shit going on, this is this. He just, in retrospect, he looks like the one that was, you know what I'm saying, trying to piece everything. Together. Hey, let's go see the, you guys want to go see the body? No, we have stuff to do because if, we, if we're wasting time going to go see this body, Frank, Carl, and, and Tom going to sit here and run up Waystar, and now all of a sudden we're literally nobodies. Like now that Logan, like we're legitimately nothing, and they need they need to have a seat at the table. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like they were all on different pages, and that's what was communicated at the end of the episode. Uh, we can talk about that later, but um, I just want to touch on it because I do think there's another um, piece in play versus Roman just being a good guy. Yeah. I got a question. Did Carrie fuck Logan to death? That's what I was gonna say, bro. You was taking it out of my mind. That bitch came with an evil grin. I was like, damn, maybe she was a nigga was in the Mile High Club and nigga had a fucking heart attack or some shit. Bitch had an evil grin like she killed him or something. I was like, nah, that bitch. Or she spiked his drink or something. I was just thinking, I was like, bitch. Topped him off, nigga. Nigga nutted and went to went to hell, bro. Like, come on. Because she was, she's very, she's very clearly in shock, and nobody else on the plane is is reacting like that. So, I'm sure that means that she was probably with him whenever he died. Mm-hmm. They were in the bathroom, so that's kind of what I took. That you know, she was like, I'm not gonna say like directly responsible, but like 
it like she she was like on the ground like she was there and when it happened it might have been her doing i don't know is this, I, last, is this the last time we see carrie no i don't think it's the last time i think here i thought that was solely like she couldn't believe how easily she just got to a check all she saw was dollar signs Oh, no, I think she was in shock. She was like being. What check? Who the fuck gonna write that check? Who the <laughs> what, what? Like who the fuck is signing off on that? What? They're literally like just you are our dad's fluffer. Like that is literally what they have explicitly said to this. Nobody gives a fuck about Carrie. Carrie don't got shit. In but theory, but do you forget Carrie's Carrie might Carrie's on shakier footing than Tom. Like, you know, we said Tom's only backer was Logan. Like, who Logan the fuck is gonna be siding with Carrie now? Who's ter- and what does Carrie bring if you align unless, with her? Unless Hey, tell me pregnant. She's pregnant. What? <laughs> that nigga's 80 something. Hey, guys work forever. A, they've been trying to get pregnant forever. B, she, he, short, uh, Logan had her on TV. C, Greg fumbled the bag firing her. D, she's on that plane, bro. Like, she, <laughs> knows, she can go get off that plane and make up whatever story. And now she's, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's going to get paid. This is not a question about any, anything <laughs> of money. Her, just like I said, that Rolodex is going through Tom's head about what to do next. Carrie was for sure sitting there like, there's no way. I just ran all. I'm about to get hundreds of. Well, I mean, hundreds of million dollars. That's that's probably okay. Seeing that, yeah, so she's just gonna get millions though. She's gonna get millions, tens of millions of dollars probably, Maybe. just solely off the strength of like this old nigga dying. Whether she was, I don't know whether it was her doing or not. That part I completely went over my head. I just completely took that as like she knows she just got paid. She didn't have to do anything else. She didn't have to pretend to be his assistant. She did, clearly didn't want to be on TV. That was just to, I don't know. Give her a title? I think that was to give her a title. Her brand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. She's set. That, what do you guys want to do? She might get a little settlement check, but that bitch is in no way going to be a part. Like, I just don't understand why she would need to be in any other episode. <laughs> like, what what purpose is, is Carrie serving? Who she, she, what authority does she have to dunk on Greg now? Like, that's all she was doing in the other episode. She was dunking on Greg and getting dunked on by the kids. Now the niggas will dunk on her with impunity. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. she's definitely asked. The reason I thought she was making that face because she was starting to realize, oh, I'm done here. Logan's gone. I mean, who else is going to protect me? Because everyone in that room fucking hates that chick. So <laughs> and she, I think she knows it. So she's like, wait, you don't want me to be part of the, the deposition or whatever? Like, no, Carrie, go fucking jump off. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't – I imagine we'll probably see her next episode if we see the Logan funeral episode. You'll probably see her trying to squirm around, try to smooch up with some people. But other than that, I think she's, she's about to kick some rocks. All right, before we transition to the next point of the pod, I got the line of the episode right here. As Logan is dying – well, his dad probably he's still getting the chest pumps. Carl, I mean not Carl. Uh, fuck, what's my name? Frank. Carl, Carl hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Carl. Carl, Carl gets the gets the drink. He's like, man, let's pull up, man. Pull up for Logan. And my nigga Frank says, well, I guess we're off the clock. 
<laughs> that nigga Frank is hell. Bro. Yeah. Hey, is hey, Frank hates his family, man. <laughs> bar, man, just a bar. But all right. So where does Logan's death leave everyone going forward? Specifically, Tom, the executive group, and the kids. So let's let's start with Tom because Tom. Can I go first? Because I'm the only one defending Tom. I can already smell it. I think Tom is. Well, he, he, <clears throat> all right, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't think cooked, so. filleted. <laughs> I was like braised. How many adjectives we gonna think up here? Sous vide. <laughs> hey, hey, I like. I think I want Tom to pull through, but go ahead, go ahead, Tom. You better hope he don't get divorced. <laughs> Shit. All right. So first off. I don't think I think Tom's the only literally the only person in the show at this moment who's not in a bad situation. Not in, okay. No one's in a good situation. But I think Tom's situation is the only one that's salvageable. Put it that way. I think too many things have to go right for the kids to salvage it, which I think is what's gonna happen, big picture throughout the rest of the season. But as the at this point in time, I think Tom's the only one that is in a salvageable situation. A because he worked closest with Logan, he knows whether he was the one making decisions or not, he knows what's going on. He's head of ATN. He already got the green light that he's supposed to fire Sid. You know, it's like he's the one, he's the one that's, uh can manage whatever is going on at Waystar right now, outside of maybe uh, the executive team. Unfortunately for a said executive team, they're going to, just like y'all said before, they're going to get axed from, from go like, you bring Gojo in, cool, you did your job, now you're gone. And if they don't close the deal, then the stock price is just going to plummet and now heads need to roll. So either way, they're fucked. Um, the kids, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like too many things have to fall in the kids' place. Uh, number one, Gojo deal. Um, I'm assuming just based on trailers and what we've seen, um, there's going to be a meeting between Kendall and Matson and Roman and Matson. So I don't particularly trust one more than the other, but clearly there's something that's going on there. Both of them are going to meet him at the same time and then again separately. Um, Shiv and Shiv and Tom, I think that's, I I hope that's written in stone. That just needs to end. Like there's no reason to keep this storyline going. Um Yeah, I think that basically sums up. I think the kids are too many things have to go right with the Gojo deal. Um, So who are you picking to take over then? You made you you listed it. I was like, I got my pick. Everybody come up with they who you you thinking? I mean, I don't think Tom is like best positioned to 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 lead them in whatever capacity they remain. Or is that what you're saying? Or I mean, if, if we're going full conspiracy, I was going to save that for the end. But I think, like I said, I'm just speaking as of like, okay. they're getting the kids. We're still talking the, as if the kids are supposed to travel to the kids just split up mm-hmm. uh, and shit just walked away from talking. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone just I'm talking about from that point. I think okay. Tom standing right there is the only one that's not fucked. I think mm-hmm. everybody else is cooked. Nobody else is, is standing there thinking anything pot there are no positive thoughts going through anyone's head except for tom like all right if i clean this up i do tom's the only one who i think has uh any type of trajectory in this moment do i think he's gonna come out on top and be the the head of uh wait waystar absolutely not i think the kids are gonna end up splitting it up doing something i don't know how that's gonna work out but i think waystar ends up in the kids hands 
because that's just how this shows. It's called secession, bro. It's not going to make sense. All right, here. This is this, 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 and gets Waystar, and then the kids just are become losers, and like that's just the end of the show. And there's like a peaceful, oh, harmonious breakup. I this show drops so far down my favorite shows that it's disgusting. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a harmonious breakup if if yeah, Matson if Matson took over and the kids got shit. That's what you call yeah. a tragedy, nigga. Nobody oh. succeeded. That's a tragedy. Matson about to fuck shit. Up, my nigga. nigga he's All about right. to bend them over. No lube, bro. Oh. That nigga Tom, oh. is, like I said, cooked. <laughs> Remember when Matson and Roman was at Logan? Oh, not Logan. Eric, Kendall's birthday party. What's the first thing Matson say to Roman? When's your dad gonna die? That nigga has been waiting on this shit, bro. Whenever fucking Tom lets Logan out of the car in this episode, he's like, all right, what's the word on Matt? And Tom is like, you know, there's still some grumbles about the ATN carve out. And Logan's like, I'll handle that. Nigga, Matson wants ATN and he's going to fucking get it. Ain't nobody going to stop. Who the fuck going to stop Matson, nigga? Shiv? Nigga, Roman? Nigga, he slapped Roman in the... He said, Roman, go, go to the little kid's table. Me and Big Dog Logan got something to talk about. These niggas not even on the plane. Matson is about to run amok, nigga. Are you crazy? I I, I agree in a sense, yeah. And Tom is cooked. Logan, Tom was Logan's little, you know, marionette puppet. He was his little Pinocchio. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I got you, Tom. You know, you you slimed out your wife for me. <laughs> Tom made that choice. Yeah. And now the king is dead. There's nobody to protect Tom. The execs don't fuck with Tom. Sid was supposed to be fired. She's not fired now. She's just fucking part of ATN. The person I was going to fire her is dead. Jerry, not fired now. They try not to fire fired. them. They getting sued the fucking pants off of. It's just like that. Oh, you going to fire me because I'm a woman? You going to fire me because I was getting dick pics? Like, yeah, there, there's no way they could have got, got off with firing Jerry. Like, that was actually why. I don't know why they thought that was a that was a possibility. But I, I strongly agree with you, KP, man. This shit, this shit is going up. Like, there is no succession anymore. There's no succession. Like, the best bar that we're going to hear in, in the trailer that I heard, he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, we're, he's like, Matson's like, this is a part shop. All you are are parts. Like this, what brand? <laughs> like what brand? We're trying to. They are getting fire sale for parts. Roman showed. Roman showed on the on his phone. He's like, "That's dad," and that was the stock price plummeting. Yeah. And he said, "That was dad." Like they are gonna. They are. They were supposed to get what billions, and they were supposed to get paid out like three billion each for that. They are gonna get pennies. The Pierce shit. Gone. That was useless. Nigga cooks. They can't afford that shit. The, the, I was like, the company is worth nothing now. This nigga Matson is gonna get that shit for ten cents on the dollar, man. Like, like, and there's no, there's no succeeding that. I think there, there's just not really any way for any of them to come out because so many things, like, they're so far behind in what you know they needed to do. Hence why they were selling to Gojo, and then. Matson is now going to take the one last thing that he couldn't negotiate from Logan because everything else is so undervalued that if they want any type of financial conversation, they're going to have to put ATN on the table. Yeah, I, I got one more thing, Mike, and then you can go. But there used to be a show called Making the Band. 
And making the band was about a bunch of like 40 niggas in one house singing for Diddy. I remember that shit. Trying to make a band, a boy band. That's exactly what these niggas about to do for Matson. It's about to be a bunch of everybody singing for Matson, trying to get um brought on when he like takes Waystar apart or whatever. That's all that's about to happen. It's just about to be shucking and jiving for Lucas Matson, and it's about to get nasty. But go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Mike, go swap and get back in. I'm not the with this. I feel like for the most part, we all agree. I don't know if this is—I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but yeah, I don't really think anyone's getting the company at this point. I mean, I think it'd be kind of like a a great ending to—not a great ending to Logan's story, but a, a good like sense of writing where it's like Logan didn't prepare a successor. He was this gigantic titan of industry who left the power vacuum as soon as he died, and because he thought that only he could do the shit that he did, well, he proved it. Only he can do what he did, so he, there's no one worthy enough to be a successor. So his legacy goes down, and a guy who built up this great company, he dies. We see a power vacuum, and what I see happening in the next couple episodes is kind of like what we saw in, I think, season two. It's going to be, again, Tom not safe. Tom is going to try to find a way to get with the kids, because right now the kids have, I feel like, the most leverage, because either way, if they sell, they're still going to make money. They're still going to, you know what I mean? So... It's going to come down, I feel like, to the kid maybe not selling or the, you know, Tom and the execs like trying to them conniving or it's going to be the execs and the kids versus whoever to try to make sure they get what they get. But at the end of the day, I think it's just going to come down to a giant train wreck, <laughs> to be honest. I feel like it's Madison's going to get what he wants. He railroads the company and the end of Waystar is them getting freaking bought out and reduced to nothing. And I think that's going to be the story of, of Logan Roy and Waystar. Yeah. But then again, that's what you put on my tinfoil. That's, where I, that's how I see it coming. <laughs> no, Tom thinks that shit going to be sunshine and rainbows and King going to rise from the ashes. If anybody knows anything about me, I hate a happy ending because that's not how shit goes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the furthest thing that I'm hoping for is any type of happy ending. That's not how I see this shaking out. What I'm saying is, in the, the overall trajectory of the show, call it what it is, I don't see how this is any different in this exact moment. I don't see how this is any different Tom with Logan dying and Tom being in the position he's in, how this is any different than season one when Logan was, I mean, Logan, when Kendall was supposed to be the successor. And once again, not had any training, but he was working next to Pops on the, the deal for Valter and uh, before that falls through, um, Logan has a, has a heart attack on the plane. You know, so I don't see how this is any different then. It's not like people saying, oh, well, when that happened, like the whole shit was cooked. Shit wasn't cooked. Of course, we didn't know any characters. And there was no no story. Telling but like, you, it wasn't the only thing that mattered it was, was cooked. cooked. The they only almost got hostile takeover. <laughs> like, they literally almost got hostile takeover, bro. Look, Sandy, Sandy, the company now. Sandy and Stewie not walking through that door. Sandy and Stewie are saying, "Hey, we need to recoup some kind of loss on this business, or some, we need right. to we need to stop the bleeding on this investment because it's about to be worth not shit. Let me get some money out of it. Them niggas are are gonna want to sell as fast as possible." 
effect. I don't know how much, how much do you think, how much did their uh, net worth go down with Logan dying? Because they would have definitely yeah. made more money selling than <laughs> Logan alive. That looks like a big dip, is all I'm saying. That, dip, that wasn't no little dip. It wasn't, it was like that's the bottom of the phone screen. We bill at this point. Which is why I can see them maybe not selling because I don't know how much their stock is down, but like, low key, Every single one of them has to realize what they're going to do to, uh, to appears to ATN, like, fuck it, let's just revamp this and not sell to go. But that's, they don't have to do that. I think every, just like we've been saying, ATN is the only thing that's worth a damn at Waystar. Correct? Am I am I correct? Yeah. They got they got cruises. Who gives a damn about parks? Cruises? <laughs> exactly. We don't know. I thought it, it was Tom. Shit. <laughs> exactly was shit. It might be Greg for all we know. Um. <laughs> so, ATN is the only thing worth a damn at this point. There was clear uh, uh, push by Sandy and Stewie before. For the kids to to kill the deal with Gojo, who's to say now it's not like well, with Gojo? Excuse me, with Pierce. Um, who's to say? Oh no, yeah, it was Gojo. Excuse me. Who's to say now they don't like? They're obviously gonna. I mean, like I said, I may just be reading way too much into these trailers. I don't see why it does. Nobody's in in a the cat bird seat except for like I said. I think it's Tom, but clearly y'all have no faith in the guy. Um, I think I think that this is a clear opportunity for everybody to just be like, all right, cool, let's. We're bleeding money. This shit's probably going to hit the fan. Let's go ahead and figure out what we should. So I don't know how it works out, but in a perfect world, I don't see why they don't make the Pierce deal for Waystar. Do whatever you have to do over there. Sell whatever you got. Because Pierce is essentially selling parts too, right? That's what I, I mean. You sold the whole thing. I mean, they were about to buy it. But but look how Pierce dropped. They were about to buy it for, what, 25 in one of the earlier seasons? And then the offer was 10. So but that's less than half is, of the value. Like, you know? But the point is, like, with Pierce, when they were going to acquire Pierce, the plan was they were going to sell for parts. Like, they didn't need, they didn't want to keep anything. They wanted to keep ATN, what ATN was, but just not, or excuse me, let me phrase that. They didn't want ATN to be as brash as it was for, but, like, still keep, the whatever I don't you know how they talk on the show. Well, Wrong. I think I think he wanted to like control all me. He wanted to control both sides of media, right? Like he's got his Republican base with ATN. Or on Pierce, he would have got like the liberal side. So he wanted to be able to control and like puppeteer both conversations of both political parties. But I'm thinking like what Stewie and Sandy and them didn't want to kill the deal. They wanted more money from the deal. They have always been. They've always been about the money, which is why I think they are going to try to push through any sale as quickly as possible. Like anything they can do, because the longer they wait, the more that price drops. Is I there's like I don't see how they recover it. Right? Who's going to come in and and right the ship and recover? It? I think the only person, and this is my hot take, that could do something about it would be Shiv. Right? She's like yeah, one of the most she's too. she's one of the most detached from the company, right? And then she she's a woman, she had a career outside of it. She could come in and and you know, kind of face those sexual allegation charges head on. She could face, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to run this differently than my dad. I'm different than my dad, right? That's the only person that I think would have an opportunity would be like logical Kendall's too much like his dad. Roman's not serious enough, right? Like, like Logan said, you are not serious people, right? And I think Shiv is the only person who could like change it in some kind of new direction. I just don't think she'll ever get that opportunity because I think they're the hole is 
been dug too deep, right? They five and a half feet. They five and a half feet deep at this point. Oh, they didn't. They didn't just start it, bro. Like they should have. She should. When he decided to move to Shiv a couple seasons ago, yeah. that was the right choice. Like the rest of that was the right choice Shiv to begin with. So just go to the Shiv. You have one job. Go over there and. Be, what do we have to do to get money? You look at our number just dropped. We need money. Work with us. Take that. Go to Sandy and Stewie. This is what make something work. Go to Tom. Get everybody paid and leave. This is a very simple process. We do not have to burn this whole. Sh- I'm not saying it's simple, but you get what I'm saying. Like they have options on the table, and like the fact that we're just like, oh, Max is about to just. Go. Maxon can't do anything if they say no, but they still are in charge, bro. Like, they, go get Pierce. Go get your money. It's simple. They, they can't afford Pierce if they don't sell. So yeah. I was like, but but that nigga, they need to talk to that nigga Telly and get some restructuring bankers on the line. God damn. Then learn how to divest yeah. the, the industries then. Telly will make his money regardless. Name one Shiv in the loop somehow, some way, and has since season two. And she's the only one. She was the one making the deal right there at the beginning of uh, this season. I think that's an easy, uh, easy call. Now, I do think because they have Mankin in the back pocket of, well, I won't say back pocket, but uh, Roman has a relationship with Mankin and both him and Kendall have relationships with Madsen. I feel like this can, there's a ton of different angles this can go. So that's another reason why I think now that Logan's off the board to like skew it in any direction, I think it's just about to get real fun. But I do think like, let's play, let's play the fucking game, bro. Quick, don't, if they, if they made us play this game, I guess from an outsider looking in on the show, for 30-some episodes, 33, 34 episodes, and they brought us this far to just fold on it. So, you know what I'm saying? They played the game so strategically, moving pieces all over, to just burn the shit down and just make it just the most, the saddest tragedy ever. This is this a shitty show. And then just call it what it is. But that, the whole thing was pointless. Can't all be happy, can't be sad. This is the time I'm figure out some shit. Hey, man. Hey, I ain't going to lie to you, brother. I have no confidence in these kids to do anything. I don't either, but I'm talking, I'm not talking about them like these are real people. I'm talking about this like this is a show that I I like the story that's been going on. If they shit the bed on the last six, seven episodes, just to go ahead and make it like, ah, well, Logan was, Logan was a Poseidon, he was the god of the god of the gods, and now look at him. like okay, bro, like this is lost her queen in the third epi- in the third move. I mean, hey <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, I, look, I'm not saying that. Look, the, these last seven episodes are going to be amazing. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, but, yeah, I think it's good. But I mean, that trailer, that trailer was fucking nuts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but there's, I just, I have, I have not seen. A single thing <laughs> from any of these kids to lead me to believe that they will outmaneuver Lucas Matson. Who? Who? What has Lucas Matson done that makes you think that he's like this? I'm genuinely asking. I don't know. He juiced up his stock price so much to the point that instead of getting bought by Logan, he was the one buying. Like you forgot last season, Logan was trying to buy him, and that nigga <laughs> made it out. He was like, "Nigga, I'm buying you now. I'm the captain now." Like that nigga, that nigga, like talk about a fucking. The nigga hit the Uno reverse on that nigga. Talk about a fucking play, but he was like, and he played them like a fucking fiddle. And Logan, Logan had to respect that nigga for it. He was like, damn, like you, you beat me at my own fucking game. I said, quit that nigga, bro. He was, he was tweaking. Goddamn, the market went up. He's literally, he's literally done. 
and he's and call a spade a spade, bro. Like y'all are trying to get. I don't. A. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Like you, you made a play versus. He made a play versus an old man that's been that's literally been tanking his company. He made he made a good play versus his company the whole time. I'm not hearing that. Secondly, the fact that Lucas Madsen is sitting here like his point of of reference is still to this point Roman and Kendall, bro. Like. So if if you ask me, he's just a, a fucking fourth child. He's just he's just a smarter one because he actually had to make his company. But he's still on the same like I won't say playing field. But like I have to see, I want to see him do something. He hadn't done anything to make me like, oh, well, he's gonna. Nothing about his character makes me think, or like the way he's managed. Uh, uh the deal from its inception to Kendall's party to today, nothing he's done has made me think like, oh yeah, he's he's a problem. No, yeah, he got that dog in him, man. Some, some about being a little trench baby, man. Nigga, different. Those oh, niggas, they oh. silver spoon niggas, bro. That's it. That's in a trench baby, bro. Like yeah, building, those... building your own company and coming up is different than trying to be just get next in line for it. You know. Again, this is all Logan's fault. If he would have just named a successor, right. paired someone hey, to take exactly. over when he's gone, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Be beautiful yeah. because. He, his, his company is going to be his own downfall. Succession was succession. This is this motherfucker fucking up, not naming one. This is why. <laughs> yeah, like this is this is why companies are required to have succession plans, like legally obligated to have succession plans in place. You know, and he just and all he was just flip flopping niggas' names back and forth with no actual plan. He was just like, yeah, we'll put your name on it for now, but it's going to be me. But I'll put your name on it. You know, we'll put Jerry in charge for now, but you know, right. I'm I'm in charge of Jerry. Hey, you know, is Jerry like, still on that paper? Yes. Mm. All right, Jerry, I'm, I'm just like, yeah, that's a good play. Jerry might still be on that paper. I think she was the last person that got it. Damn. All right, hey man, what an episode of fucking TV, man. Before before we dip out of here to watch the Hawks lose, you know, I want to give us oh, all. <laughs> All moment, you know, to to eulogize Logan Roy in our own way, man. So if you got like a couple sentences you want to say about about the old uh, what Frank call him, the old man, the old uh, he's the one tough nut. Yeah, that, <laughs> the old tough nut, man. Go go ahead and, and get your shit off, man. And in, in true Logan Roy flashing, you know, fuck off, man. Hey man, I got something to say about about Logan, man. You know, Mr. Roy, man, you you were one of the great characters on television. You know, Brian Cox, you had a hell of a run. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know who Brian Cox was before Succession. Tax, but goddamn it, I know now. And that nigga was amazing. He struck fear into grown ass sixty year old men. Made him crawl around on the ground for sausages. Man, what a, what a what an icon, man. He gave us fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Man, so many one-liners, so many bars, so many screenshots with subtitles that I have saved Logan Roy. Are you a sicko? Man, I'm a that man. <laughs> yeah. Are you a sicko? I, I, I got, I, I'll, I'll say something for, for Logan. Good old Logan Roy. Hey, what, what can we say about Logan Roy, eh? Good old Loganus Maximus, slayer of industry and titans. <laughs> was, uh, he, t- he taught me a lot about being a rich old white man and 
if I were ever one as rich as you, I think I'd, I'd go about the world the same way. You know? Wow, Mike would be a horrible yeah. person. Jesus yeah. Christ. Rich, rich billionaire? Probably be terrible. So you went far sooner than I thought you would in the season. So in the in the words of Ken DeRoy, L to the O G. Yes, sir. L to the O G. Yeah. <laughs> his light may never be seen again. <laughs> now his watch has ended. And now his watch has ended. Hey, pour some out for Logan Roy, man. Let's pour some up for Logan Roy, man. We are <laughs> off the clock. We are off the clock. Yes, All right. Until next time, it's been KP. Mikey Dimes. D-Wild. Scotty Too Rare. Until next week, man. We about to, ooh, man, it's just about to get crazy, man. But until next week, keep on watching, keep on hating. We see y'all in seven days. Peace.